Well, it's a uh, surprise episode, just because, yes, we did celebrate the new year going from 2022 to 2023, but um, if you pay attention to our social media on Facebook and Instagram, we did have a countdown. We had the top five moments of 2022, and I decided, hey, why not? Let's just uh, have a quick episode going over those top five moments. Uh, Welcome, everybody. This is the Cowtown Cats Lacrosse Podcast. I am Nicholas, joined by Andy. Happy 2023, everyone. And so, yeah, 2022, uh, top five moments. W- well, we will start with number five and go down to number one. Again, you can find all of these on our social media platforms, on Facebook and on Instagram. But to start off, our top five moments for 2022, at number five, we had our five-game winning streak. Um, where to start to talk about this one? Again, I've mentioned it before. It is it set us up to be kind of a, a team to be reckoned with for a while, and I think it did did great for the team. It kind of set us up into playoff contention. It kind of brought the confidence up of the team too. It it, it definitely was a turning point for the year. It, it made the team go from. Here's the expansion team that, you know, we'll pay attention to, but not really worried they'll do anything to, hey, this this team's kind of winning a lot of games, and we need to pay attention because if we don't do what we need to do, the other teams, as far as they're looking at Panther City, if they didn't do what they needed to do on their side, I mean, there's a good chance Panther City was going to steal their spot. So, you know, I thought it was a good confidence builder. Um, it it definitely you know pulled them within within striking range of the playoffs. I mean, just going down these these five games, uh, the first win was against uh, the Vancouver Warriors. I mean, that was that first you know home win for us. Uh, Rod, and then the Saskatchewan Rush was next. Uh, we won another close game, 17 to 16. Um, then a game against uh, Colorado, which I believe that was the at Colorado game. We won twenty to fourteen. Uh, really, kind of a strong showing there. And then uh, we went against the Roughnecks after that. That was fourteen to eleven. And then finally, you know, that last win that we had in this stretch was against Colorado again. So it was a good stretch. It was five games in a row. You really can't say that a, a lot of teams can't really say that. They could go on a winning streak like that every year. So, you know, it really was putting Panther City in, in the thick of things and kind of in the, in the minds of the rest of the NLL. Andy, you kind of got more interested and more into the team during that winning streak. Uh, Wayne, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it couldn't have come at a more opportune time for all the reasons you mentioned. And another element of it, all those teams that... Panther City beat during that winning streak, it was a revenge tour of sorts because those were all teams that had beaten them earlier on in the year. And so once they got the monkey off their back of saying, hey, we can actually hang with these teams, not just hang with them, but defeat them in close games and blowouts, just whatever the any given night may call for, they certainly learned that they belonged in this league. Oh yeah, for sure, and that and that you know obviously a, a notable wins against the eventual NLL champions. Mm, uh, yes. I know we talked about it in, in our uh, review of last year, but that game against Colorado was when uh, Daymood had his uh, 
Oh, yeah, all. the empty netter from the, the goalie. Netter. Never forget that. Never forget that Nick Damood has a goal against the yes. NLL champions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty amazing. And, yeah, like you said, this having that sort of run is great for an expansion team, especially in its first year and especially in an, a non-traditional lacrosse market. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so it, it was... Overall, it was it was a good good for the team, but it was good for the fans. I mean, I think it mm-hmm. really kind of brought more attention to them, obviously. Uh, but at the same time, it made us feel like, hey, you know, even though we're an expansion team, we got a fighting chance, and you know, we're not gonna be walked all over, you know, every game. Right. So, no, it was definitely a, a highlight of 2022 for sure. Uh, number four, and. Again, he's he's been my big cat player of the game, I, I think, a few times so far. But Patrick Dodds almost winning Rookie of the Year. I, I put that at four because he didn't win. It would have been higher up, but he almost won. And, you know, and I think I, I wrote in there the stats. And, you know, you're, you're a pretty good stat guy. So why was he in second place? Well, he, he did a great job on on offense he ranks like you mentioned he ranked second in rookie points and assists as far as our team goes he led panther city in total points and assists i think caputo might have had a a few more goals in him but just the fact that this this first year player can come in and pretty much dominate the league the way that he did on his side of the ball is really impressive yeah, and, and the best way you can describe it was he, he kind of became an offensive juggernaut for a while there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, he was a big part of that five-game win streak because there was a few games in there where, yeah, maybe the rest of their offense wasn't, you know, doing the best, you know, at that time. But then you had Dodds coming in and just being that powerhouse and, like, just forcing some goals in, and it was great. Uh, you know, even though he did miss out on Rookie of the Year from the NLL, he was voted as the uh, as the Panther City Player of the Year, which is kind of interesting. I don't know. I don't really know how often that happens, where a team picks a rookie as the Player of the Year. I mean, you, usually that's like a seasoned veteran or mm-hmm. something like that. But man, it, it just goes to show you kind of the impact he had on on last year. Yeah, absolutely, and it goes to show that it, it definitely gives you something to, to grow on. Like if you if a new franchise that's just in its first year, if one of the most popular players, not just with fans but the team itself, is one of the young guys, there's nothing better than that. Right, and and just kind of looking forward. I mean, obviously the the 23 season is going on right now. I mean, it just kind of opens the door for these opportunities for these other rookies, you know, like we've talked about with Donville and, and uh, Gaucher, you know, kind of getting in there and, and, and making a difference, you know. So it, it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens with this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I've stated before, Dodds, I mean, he just, he doesn't slow down. He had an amazing offseason. Uh, and he came into this season uh, just, you know, continuing that streak. I hope 2023, you know, keeps going good for him. So, number three, I had to look it up just to make sure it was in the year of 2022. <laughs> um, but yes, their first home win uh, at home against Vancouver. I mean, what can I say? It was it was a good feeling overall. I mean, it started them on that five-game win streak. Right. But just getting mm-hmm. that first home win, I think 
was a good thing from a fan's perspective. Just because, again, you you want to cheer for this team. You want good things to happen. You just, you know, now you have that better feeling of, oh, hey, you know, we're going to be in this with every game. And, and you know, we're going to win more than a lot of people thought. So, uh, like I said, it was almost like a, re- a revenge game against Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, because they had beat us at they had beat us at Vicky's Arena and in yeah. their own arena. Oh, so. yeah. And this yeah. was the first the first close game. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, and and that's I think that's what really kind of made it that that more special almost is because so again I had to kind of remember back. So this was this had happened on the same night where they did um, Indigenous. Uh, what what they call it? It was like Indigenous Night or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much the um, or, origins of lacrosse. The origins of lacrosse. Things. Yeah, it, 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 and so. They were really like they had the the people there. I think I mentioned it before, where they were playing like an original game where the cross came from before the game started, and they had a lot of highlights. And then they had like this whole halftime show where they talked about you know the the culture that it came from, uh, and so you know it just kind of had an overall special feeling to it, mm-hmm. and so it just made it that much better when we were able to to get that first win uh, on that kind of a night. Getting that first win out of the way, not, not only, well, I mean, obviously first win is always a good thing, but getting that first home win is just a good feeling, and I think it really set them uh, on, on a, a good track, obviously, with winning the next four after that, so thankfully they got that. So like I said earlier, uh, Patrick Dodds didn't get uh, Rookie of the Year, but somebody did win uh, an accolade at the end of the year. Uh, and that is Coach Tracy Kaluski, winning NLL Coach of the Year. I mean, he took a team that everybody had pretty much said, okay, expansion team, expect a few wins, uh, and made them a contender. Yeah, it basically was the first, the best year that an expansion franchise has ever had in its inaugural season. And to do that, not not just within the season itself but you think about coming out of the the shortened or canceled season because of the pandemic and everything mm-hmm. coming down to a, a state that didn't have a NLL team before or professional lacrosse there and just having the success that he had especially after that that what was it a one one and eight start oh so yeah rebound the rebound the way that it, it, it showed a lot of resilience on his and the team's part, and he was definitely the the captain that steered the ship through some murky waters. Well, and I think that's what kind of set them up for that success, is that, you know, it's easy to start a season off like that where you aren't winning games and you you have close games, but you keep losing them, or whatever the case may be, and it's easy to just feel like, okay, well, scratch the rest of this year off let's start looking towards next year and he kind of had the opposite effect he they he coached them in a way and put them in a position to to succeed and become a better team for it 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 goes to show you you know if you have the right person and you have the right people in, in place you know especially in a team setting like that anything can happen um so yeah first year as a head coach he gets coach of the year bringing an expansion team into playoff contention 
Uh, I also put in a note here. I mean, he's a great ambassador to the community. He's always like doing interviews on uh, like shows and stuff like that. He's always doing community events. Um, even you know, we've talked about even that the fan appreciation night at the end of the year. He was in the th you know sometimes you know they'll hang on the outside, not really want to talk to people a whole lot, and they'll come to them. But no, he was in the thick of things the whole night, and so. It just goes to show you what kind of a person he is. I mean, yeah, yeah. you got to you got to meet him for for a few minutes. I mean, what, what was your personal feelings on it? Super approachable. <laughs> we, we we got to we got to talking about. I think we were both wearing like kind of burgundy or maroon colored uh, uh, wardrobes. He had uh, like a full suit, and I had some burgundy corduroys. So we were kind of going back and forth. Like it's burgundy. No, it's it, it's red or dark right? red. That kind of thing. <laughs> So yeah, real fun guy, and you know he's he's a National Lacrosse League legend from his playing career, and so far so good as to the start of his head coaching career in the NLL. So yeah, hopefully he sticks around in the with Panther City and the game for a long time. Yeah, yeah, and and again, I, I think just watching this year so far, um, you know, seeing them grow in areas, but then like. We had just talked about some of the previous games where they had kind of the team itself, <clears throat> you know, maybe has tripped up a little bit here and there. I think he's the right coach to get them back on track and 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 make that playoff run that that they did last year, but even more so this year. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, Tracy Kolesky, Coach TK, Coach of the Year. Side note. I had posted that on Instagram, and he actually liked it. So, you know, hey. Oh, nice. I'm, shout I'm out to Coach TK. Yeah, shout out to the Coach TK. I mean, I uh, hope you listen. But, yeah, great guy. And um, here's here's to the to the new year with the, the leading coach of the year. Uh, for number one, again, the order that I wanted to do this in, it kind of switched back and forth between Coach TK winning coach of the year. I thought that was a big moment for them. But obviously, the number one moment of 2022, their first win in franchise history. Um, up until that point, obviously, they hadn't won a game. You know, only a few games in, in uh, 2021, 2022. Finally get a chance to go against the New York Riptide. And they, they get a... They get a win. They get their first franchise win. And in uh, overtime. In overtime, yeah. No. On the uh, road. I, I had mentioned this story before. Yeah, I was at a at a bar while football games are going on, and I got so mad because I thought we'd lost. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, that was – again, it, it, it sets the mindset up for the team to think, okay, now that, now that that's out of the way – now, it's almost like having expectations. I mean, from a team standpoint, you have those expectations of, you know, hey, we need to go out there and not only do good, but we need to win. And then when you're not winning, it's hard to, like, mentally get in that, the right mindset. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, from a team standpoint, again, I know you've, you've played in the past. What does that do for not only a player, but for the team as a whole to kind of get that weight lifted off with that first win it's definitely a big sigh of relief especially if you've kind of had your your peaks and valleys leading up to that point either you know whether it's losing blowouts getting really close but losing in overtime or just with a few minutes left so it's something that 
like you said, once you get it out of the way, you kind of relax a little, and then you can actually not focus so much on, oh gosh, we we, we need to we need to get this win out of the way. You can actually take a step back and hash out the details. Like, okay, what led to that success? What are the things that we can still improve on to build upon the success and that sort of thing? So it definitely does help a team move forward and grow. Yeah, and you know, it was such a it was such a crazy way to end. Like I said, in overtime, and you know, we had thought the Riptide had had actually scored, but then the score didn't count, so they pulled it back, and then you know, we ended up winning. So it, it was obviously a full of emotions towards the end of that game. But yeah, to get the first win out of the way, to have that weight lifted off. And say, okay, hey, now now the pressure isn't on us to to get that first win. The the pressure is on us to be a good team and continue to, to go about our ways mm-hmm. and, and and continue winning if we can. From an expansion standpoint, getting that first win was great out of the way. But the first win in franchise history was very historical. Uh, obviously, 2022, well, the 2021-2022 season, I think, will be looked at you know, going forward, especially from a Panther City standpoint, as not only a, a good start for the team, but a, a good like like coming out party for them. Like, right. mm-hmm. it, it wasn't just you know, hey, we're here and we're gonna play games and we're gonna we're gonna be part of the NLL. No, it was like, hey, we're part of you guys. We're gonna fight for you guys or, or fight and, and be in the thick of things. Absolutely. So, you know, overall, the top five moments, I mean, there's, all of them are really awesome. I mean, in your opinion, each, each list can be different. I mean, what was your, what would be your top moment of 2022 for Panther City? It's really hard for me to rank, the, rank these, honestly. In some ways, I would want to put either Coach TK's Coach of the Year award or the five-game win streak on top, because I guess in my mind, eventually a team is going to, uh, unless they have a terrible injury bug or <laughs> super bad luck or, or something, right. I, I, I would expect a team to eventually get get their win in their first season. However, expe- uh, an expansion team coming out with a five-game win streak, especially given the circumstances of getting them closer to five hundred and contention and whatnot yeah that kind of for me it really raised eyebrows like oh wow no you know normally expansion teams are expected to kind of suck and take take their lumps and everything which panther city certainly did but the fact right. that they were able to experience all that all those kind of low points and still have a decent amount of success in their first season was really impressive well yeah yeah and and you know like i said just putting them in the thick of things I will say this, quick side note, if I had an extra spot in here, I would put uh, a, just like a single game performance. If I remember right, it was uh, Patrick Dodds against Colorado. I think he had like 10, he was accounted for 10 points or something like that oh, in wow. the game. And so, yeah, I mean, if there was one extra spot, not a, not top five, but a top six, I would throw that in there. But I, I, I think just from the grand scheme of things, you know, first win in franchise history it's it's just it's a magical moment and so it'll be interesting to see now that we're into 2023 kind of what moments 
we uh, we will see in the new year. Uh, I will definitely be keeping an eye on on what will be a top five moment at the end of this year. Now, like you said, I mean, all of them are special. Uh, five game win streak, crazy for an expansion team. But uh, yeah, well, guys, I mean, I know this is kind of a shorter episode. I mean, we just kind of wanted to get get together and, and talk about the top five moments that we had posted this year uh, for 2022. But um, yeah, 2023 is here now. We are uh, we are ready for a new year, and like I said in the last episode, a, a new outlook on the year, and hopefully, we can get some uh, get some wins going forward. Uh, once again, thank you for joining us, uh, Annie. As always, thank you for for everything. Uh, I'm I'm glad that we we kicked this off in 2022. And I'm, I'm hopeful for a good year in 2023. Yes, yeah, thank you as well. It's, it's been a fun ride so far. And, and I got to say, that next home game on February 11th cannot come soon enough. Because I, lo- I love watching the road games on TV live if I can, but mm-hmm. I'd much ra- rather see something live and in person. Yeah, and, and, and quick side note to those who are listening. Um, we do have some plans for, for a meetup during one of those games. Uh, we, we just have to lock down where we're meeting up and, and uh, which game we're going to do. But yes, please sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for any updates on there. Once again, I am Nicholas. And I am Andy. And uh, yeah, again, Happy New Year to everybody. And here's to 2023. Cheers, y'all. Thank you.